Three, two, one. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast. As always, guys, co-host of the podcast, Mr. Misael is yes. here. Say what's up. Sir, what it do, what it do, what it do. For episode 112, guys, Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast, we got a very, very special guest. Former NFL player and UTEP star, Mr. Quinnen Demps is with us. Join us from the city of Chicago. Say what's up to the podcast, man. What's good? What's good, man? Thanks for having me hey, on. Hey, welcome, baby. Welcome. Go Miners. Go Miners. Picks up, baby. Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, man. Thank you, uh, Mr. Demps, for being here. Um, you have a great story. We're going to get all into that. Uh, you're out in Chicago right now. That's why we're doing the Zoom. Um, but how are you doing, man? Uh, say what's up to the podcast. Let the, the audience uh, members know that who may not be familiar with you. Let them know who, who you are. Yeah, what's good, everybody? What's good to the um, consistent listeners? You know what I mean? What's happening? It's your boy Q Dimps just tapping in, um, seeing what's going on. Like he said, man, I'm in Chicago now, but I'm born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. Went to school at, at U, the wonderful UTEP. Um, played five years at at, at, um, at UTEP, man. So I kind of consider El Paso where I grew up at, as far as like matured as a man. You know those uh those valuable college years. And so uh, here I am today, man. Just uh, coaching football. Um, I'm in I'm in school and I have a foundation, and uh, I'm excited to man just chop it up with y'all. Ah oh, man, living the life, bro. Yeah, dude, and yeah. and uh, for sure, we're gonna get into your career. I wanna I wanna ask you about what it's like to play in the NFL. I find that very fascinating, and then I also want to get into your foundation and all the all the good that you do for your community and the community yeah. of El Paso because the foundation operates here. Um, so yeah. I'm super excited to get to to know all that. But let's uh, real fast, guys, before we start this podcast. There's a tradition. It's called the cracking of the celebratory beer, and it sounds like this. Shout out to everybody listening. Shout out to Mr. Dems for joining us. Um, so, so real fast, man. You uh, you said you grew up in San Antonio. Um, what do you What do you remember about being young in, in San Antonio? What was that like? Oh man, so you know, I, um, my mother was fourteen when she gave birth to me. Oh, so I remember, man, just you know, getting how we live, man. I remember just being always having cookouts, man, and always being the guy that my uncles would pick. The youngest, the youngest guy that they would pick to play, pick up basketball. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like eight, nine, playing with like 17, 18 year olds. They picked me up first. <laughs> I used to dog him out, boy. So just remember being, you know, being, being a big, uh, you know, big person, man, around a family. Um, uh, the good Mexican food down there. It's the best Mexican food in Texas. Forgive me, El Paso. You guys will be all right. Whoa, it's the best whoa man. In- whoa, that's a strong statement right there. But, you know, I think we'll let us lay you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's a huge part of it. Um, what else, man? Just, yeah, just, you know, going to school, man, playing ball. Um, just kind of, you know, maturing as a young man. Um, Spurs, you know, Spurs life. You know what I mean? Out there. Uh, what else is out there, man? Yeah, man, just, that's it. Really, football. Of course, Texas football, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, man, that's my hometown, for sure. That's where I'm from, man. Nice. And, and you grew up with uh, you grew up with siblings? Were you, like, an only child? What was that situation like? Yeah, so I was yeah, I was the only child my mother had. Um, she gave birth to me at fourteen. I was the only child. My dad had some other kids though, you know, and I, I know a few of them, but I don't, I don't really speak to them that much. You know, what I'm saying we we know each other, but not really like not like that, you know. So, but yeah, I, I kind of I grew up only child. Okay, nice, dude. And and what do you um were you always like? Were you, I mean, you you talk about playing basketball, so I'm assuming you were always like drawn to like athletics or sports. Uh, what was it that like drew you? Was it the competitiveness? Yeah, bro, I was just, man, I, I don't know. My mom would say that I came out the womb 
I mean, just an athlete, bro. I just was, you know, I always wanted to be the best at whatever sport it was, baseball, t-ball, basketball, um, soccer, whatever it was, man. I was just a good athlete, you know what I mean? I could just play everything. And I always was, like, one of the best ones when we played. So, just, just you know, just born in me, man, I guess. You know, natural-born talent, man. Some of us got, you know, special gifts. I think being an athlete was, was, my, was one of my special gifts. Lucky devil. Dude, I was showing uh, I was showing Misa right now before we got on uh, on the Zoom. Uh, we were yeah. watching some uh, YouTube highlights of you, and yeah. there's some there's uh, some impressive stuff that we'll talk about, like when you were in the NFL. But like, uh, just your sheer speed, man. Your sheer speed is Jesus. incredible. And then uh, I would say your instinct, like uh, as a strong safety. Um, knowing yeah. where to be, knowing how to read the quarterback, knowing how to track the ball down. Um, you look like a natural out there, man. Dude, he was running out there like Michael Vick with that with a ball in the hand like that. Dude, that's skill right there. Hey, you know how I got my speed? How? Running from pit bulls in the dark alleys on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. I remember so many. Because <laughs> one of my best friends lived like at the, at the top of the top of the. Uh, all the doggone um, community, whatever. I live all the way in the back. So I, every time I went up there, man, to, to, uh, to hang out, I had to be home before the streetlights came on for sure. But, man, that man, them walks home, boy, I was scared. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Good, man. Them pit bulls loose. Man, just trying, to, just trying to survive those nights, man. Coming home in the dark alley, man. Smashing, boy. <laughs> just amazing. That's how I got that speed, man. Right. Right, 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 um, right. So, like, I I can understand like why you would you would develop such like an incredible speed when you're fucking running for your life. You yeah. know what I mean? You got these pit bulls that are like aggressive and they're chasing you down. Like you're trying yeah. to fucking you know do everything to get home. So that's what's up. That's right. a good story. Dude, I'm, I'm how gonna you get got your speed. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some pit bulls and uh, try and train my son. Get some speed because my son's he's only five, but he's pretty slow, man. I, I think he's pretty slow. He's got to step it up a bit. You know, so you're gonna unleash pit bulls on your kid. Yeah, I yeah, think that's illegal, dude. I don't think you. Can well, I mean, they, they'll be trained. So, <laughs> so, okay, so when uh, when you were getting when you were coming out of high school, uh, yeah. did you have a lot of offers on the table, D one offers, or uh, what was it about UTEP that kind of stood out to you? Man, so like, um, it's a good question. So, I, man, I, like, so I was at Roosevelt. And, um, man, I had, like, almost every school coming through, right? Like, they all would come through to see me. Um, but they saw the transcripts, too. And they were like, oh, he can't make He won't make it. We can't, we can't give him a scholarship. He won't pass the ACT. He won't pass anything to make it to qualify. Um, and so I was thinking about going junior college, right? So any, any D1, um, they had to wait on me to see if I passed the SAT, right? If I didn't pass it, they'd lose a scholarship. You see what I'm saying? So Utah was the only D1 to be – it was like, man, we'll wait for you to see if you pass it. Like, we'll risk losing a scholarship for you, but, bro, can you please pass it? You know what I mean? So it was either UTEP or junior college. And so I ended up I ended up passing it, you know what I mean? So UTEP was – you know, so the rest is history. Yeah. yeah, I had everybody, but I didn't have good grades. Okay. And looking, looking back now, uh, you mentioned you were in school or you're in school yeah. now. Um, so yeah. why do you think like, and I, I can relate to this too. I've been trying to get my degree for 10 years. I go to UTEP. I'm a student there right now and I can relate to being in school and not taking it seriously and kind of just yeah. like winging it, just not really giving a, like a fuck if you pass or not. Um, yeah. why do you think, uh, why do you think you had that mentality back then? I just think it's man, like, you know, 
when you don't have like a true father figure or a true male role model in your life, man, you just kind of let the music raise you. So I was just like, you know, I wanted to be a rapper. You know what I mean? I was trying to be just a, a, a jock, man. Nobody takes school seriously. I'm trying, I'm trying to get the girls. You know what I'm saying? So I just didn't have any real... My mom didn't play any games, but at some point, as, as, a, as a young man growing up, you got to have the own motivation yourself, no matter how, how, how strict mom is on you. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just did enough to get by, you know what I'm saying, which which was, you know, was enough, but at the same time, it wasn't enough. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it boils down to just having really, really, like, strong role models in your life. Yeah, that, that's true, man. And it, it's interesting because – um, it's it's good to know that UTEP was willing to give you a shot, and they were like, regardless if we're going to lose a scholarship offer because uh, you can't pass uh, one of the requirements to come here, uh, we're still yeah. willing. We believe in you that much to uh, you know offer you this scholarship and still uh, put faith in you, and hopefully that you know. Well, obviously it worked out, and so you ended up at UTEP. How stressful was that week, though? You know, coming to to that SAT test, man. Bro, I was, I, and I don't mean to my own horn, but I was so, I was so good that like the coach was, I would, there's no way I wasn't going to pass it. Hey. Just to say that. Just to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like, we're passing this motherfucking yeah. test regardless. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Sign me up, coach. I'm in already. Yeah. So, so, um, had you, uh, had you like, uh, heard about UTEP before? Like, uh, what was your knowledge nah. of El Paso? I didn't, I didn't know anything about, you know what I'm saying? All I knew was, man, my little headquarters, you know what I'm saying? Walsham, Rigsby, San Antonio, Texas, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I grew up like that, man, just, you know, um, in the hood, man. So, well, I didn't know anything. I'm just playing ball, bro. I'm just playing ball, going to school. You know what I'm saying? Just a normal knucklehead, man. Just I just was really, really good, bro. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I was like, man, dang, school's trying to get me, man. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about junior college, you know what I mean, just to play ball. And, uh, and, it's, and, that's, and, that's, and that's why I take, like, recruiting so seriously right now because the guy who recruited me, he kind of helped me out. Like, he's like, man, you got a chance to be, you know what I'm saying, a Division One athlete, man. Like, like tap into this. You know what I mean? Don't don't just, like, you know, shrug this off. Like, this means something to you, your family, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, he was the real reason why I really, like, you know, pursued it. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give him a big, big shout-out too, man. Who was it that recruited you? Name Sammy Garza. Sammy Garza? Okay. Yeah. That's what's up, man. And what do you remember about when you first got to El Paso? What was that like? Man, man, I, I didn't like it at first, bro. And I was a knucklehead, man. I got to El Paso, man. You know, I'm homesick. You know what I mean? Uh, it was just different. It wasn't as fast as El Paso. I mean, San Antonio. Um, you know, it was just all I had was football. You know what I mean? So it's kind of what that was when I got up there. Like, it was just, you know. It was kind of boring and slow. You know, it was, <laughs> oh, it was, man. Story of our life right there. Man. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> and, and then especially, like, I, I mean, San Antonio and El Paso, it's not, like, a huge difference. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. The between, culture is so much. Right. The, same, the, the culture, I would say, is probably one of the biggest differences. Uh, but I would say, like, it's the size of the city, like, the way people live, it's still kind of very similar. It's not like moving from, like, L.A. or Atlanta uh, then coming to like El Paso, but um, what do you remember about like your first years at like your first year or two at UTEP? Like, what made you want to stick around and not go back home? Well, my mom wouldn't let me come back home. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to stick around. I, I tried to quit a few times. Oh, that's, 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 that's just immaturity, though. You know what I'm saying? That's really just immaturity. 
and uh, me having to be me being stuck in my own way and not seeing the opportunity that I had in front of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just those those first few years, man, you just a knucklehead, bro. Like you just you just trying to figure it out, man. You on your own for the first time. Oh um, man, so I kind of got homesick, man. Kind of didn't like school, you know. Uh, kind of didn't like working hard, you know. what I mean, I just wanted to play the game and get interceptions. But turns out, man, it took much more than that to be a student athlete in college, especially Division One. Like Division One, man, they they demand a lot of, out of the student athletes. And at that time, I just wasn't feeling it. So um, I had a couple run-ins, man. I'm like, man, I'm going home. I'm going home to be. I'm gonna go be a rapper. I want to be like Jay Z. Mm. So, so with that said, I redshirted my freshman year. And we had minor village, man. We I started a record label. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so wait, uh, for the people who don't know what minor village is, that's where the where the students, the dorms, that's like the dorms of UTEP yeah. essentially. Um so you had that shit bumping like you had like up multiple people rapping with you or what? Every everybody, so all the freshmen that came in, they red shirted. We we had a record label called the Red Shirt Records. <laughs> the rest. <laughs> I love oh my it. God, that's funny, bro. Yeah. Who came up with that? You came up with that? Yo, you know what I'm saying. But we all kind of like made a little click or whatever, and we would uh just freestyle in the dorms. You know what I'm saying? Push stuff out. We was on that Texas style rap too. That uh DSR. I don't know if y'all know them. Dirty South Riders. Right. And a platinum fubu, man, all that kind of stuff, man. So yeah, Paul Wall. You know, we used to try, you know, that Texas style rap, man. Yeah, yeah. So wait, wait, do you have music out yeah, there that uh, people could look right, up? That's and, what uh, I was gonna ask. Like, is there any of this um, like still living on the internet somewhere on somebody's MySpace page or some shit? Maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll find out, man. We'll get we'll get Joe on it. I wanna laugh too, but but yeah, man, we was uh we were serious about our little record label. We did our little we did our thing, man. We had fun. We had fun that year, the red shirt year. Did you guys put out like a mixtape or some shit, or like like a like a CD or something? Put out a couple. Like it was it was different back then, though. You know, what I mean, it wasn't as it wasn't as easy as as it is now. But uh, we did we did a few things, a few projects. You know, what I mean, probably like one or two. A whole bunch of freestyles, though. and nothing crazy. That's no, crazy. Nothing you you guys could relate because Chris used to be a rapper too. Yeah, I tried to yeah. rap too, man. I, uh, I you know I did my thing locally here for a while for for probably like a year and a half. Um, it yeah, was pretty cool, dude. I, I really love music, but, um, yeah. what, like, so what made you realize like that music was not going to be that thing for you? Cause like I had to realize that at some point and, you yeah. know, start focusing on, on, on other aspects of my life that I wanted to, to be better at. So, uh, when did that kind of click for you or, or, or are you still making music right now? Man, you know what? It clicked probably like a couple years ago. Cause I was still doing, like, I was still doing music after I retired. Like, I, I focused on music after I retired. Like, I had, I had my studio, you know what I'm saying? So, like, honestly, man, it's, I still got the itch sometime. Like, I, I, I think an album is still on my bucket list, honestly. Damn, you know dude. what I'm saying? I like to create. I think, I don't think music is ever going to leave, but I know where, I, where it's at now. Versus it being my life and trying to be um, future or whatever. It's just therapy. It's like therapy for me now. You know what I'm saying? It's like a way I can, um, you know, just 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 heal and like express myself without trying to, you know, make it popular. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more for me now than it was for me trying to like be popular and like get, you know what I mean, views and likes and stuff like that. Now I just do it to express myself. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, you and Chris should like collaborate <laughs> sometime. Dude, that yeah, would, man. That would be cool, dude. Um, <laughs> so... Let me ask you real fast. I just want to get like a 
what would you say like your style of rapping uh compares to like like which artist does it kind of like mimic yeah. or kind of are you influenced by oh man so just um i'm like a seasonal guy like you know i'm i go I, I, it changes for me but just me personal man you ever heard a guy named big crit yeah dude big crit's from like, um he's from down south i know like he's from yeah, louisiana right Mississippi. Mississippi, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I fuck with Currency and Big Crit used to, like, they used to do a lot of music together. Yeah, man, kind of like that, you know, that soulful from the soul kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like like I said, man, it's my therapy, so. And again, like, I went through seasons where I was, like, you know, just trying to be the, the punchline guy, and that just wasn't me. You know what I mean? So, just finding myself through the music, man, I'm more so just like that that, that, that therapeutic, soulful, uh, keeping it real, man, how I feel type of, type of vibe. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. So, uh, what was like? Obviously, at UTEP, you uh, you achieved, you ended up achieving a lot on the football field. Uh, I think you made Conference USA uh, first team um, all conference uh, one year. But uh, what was your most memorable uh, uh, memory of like playing for UTEP here at the Sun Bowl? Man, it was um, we were we were, we were like uh, I think Mike Price had just got in. Um, U of H had came in the Sun Bowl ranked like twenty some, twenty four, twenty. 21 or something like that. We were on ESPN, man. We the underdogs. Man, they came to the Sun Bowl, man. That thing was rocking. You hear me? And uh, we went to double overtime. You know what I'm saying? And I, I already had a pick that earlier, in like the second quarter or something. But then I ended up getting a pick to win the game. And I ain't never heard a stadium so loud in my life. You know what I'm talking about? And i never forget that night, man. Like, it's just that that, that pick was like, that was that that was an interception right there, man. Yeah, we were watching highlights and um we, we noticed that that was back then when, when the, the the whole stadium used to get packed, man, when when minor fans yeah. were out there. Yeah, bro. Oh, that's that Mike Price era, man. Like Mike Price came in and really, really turned this thing around because he had just got fired from Alabama. So he had a little bread in his pocket. You know what I'm saying? He came <laughs> in, man, got us all Nike. You know what I'm talking about? Like he, he turned that thing around, man. Yeah, did for real. Yeah, and, and we were like you said, we were watching. We actually saw that highlight. Um, I believe the yeah. score was forty four forty one. UTEP was up. Uh, Houston's <clears throat> driving. They're like in the red zone, and um, yeah. they drop back to pass, and then you fucking pick it off in the end zone, and you run it yeah. out to probably like the twenty yard line. You run it out of bounds, and that yeah. that's a walk off pick. He like he like waved the ball at, yeah. the, at the guys like, on ya. the way out, <laughs> on the way yeah. walking out. It's crazy. Yeah, bro. That's my my favorite memory, man, for real. That's what's up, yeah. man. And uh, anybody from the team that, that you used to play with that you still keep in touch with now? Yeah, man. Oh, my old head, man, my OG. The guy who uh, they put me with um, on my visit, man, Jamal Fenner, which he's a head coach for uh, uh, 4A school in Austin. Uh, we talk, man, almost every other every other month, I would say. But uh, we talk, man, we were really close. Um, and I was just down there like last month, man, so. Uh, me and John Berg, man, talk. You know, a few of us, man, a few of us talk. I keep in touch with a few with a few guys. We, we've uh, yeah. we, we've talked to a, a couple of athletes from from UTIP, the the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback. And yeah. um, I, I wanted to ask with you, um, do you remember? Or do you, is there any crazy stories that happened in the locker room or anything like that? Man, we had this one this crazy dude named Ebok. <laughs> man, Ebok like. A transformer compared, like he was. He just <laughs> him, boy, he thought he was going to the NFL, boy. Like he was so big, bro, put together, man. Everybody scared of him, bro. But he's the most softest, goofiest person in the world, man. So 
I just remember stories about him, man, just, you know, just being goofy, man, running around, acting crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, just right off the top. That's what I think about, man. Just Good e-box. times. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, man. It was one of those characters in the locker room, man. I kept everybody laughing and kept it fun. So before we get into you being drafted by the Eagles and, you know, the time you spent in the NFL, you spent about 10 years altogether, I believe. I saw that um, yep. you were last on the roster in 2018. And you were drafted 2008 um, by the Eagles in the fourth round. Um, but yeah. before we get into that, you said something earlier that really fucking fucked me up, broke my heart, like made me just want to end this shit right now. Like, what do you mean San Antonio has better Mexican food than El Paso, bro? What the hell? What the hell is that? Okay, I, I'll say this. I'll say it's better Tex-Mex. Okay, yes. I'll, yeah, I'll take that. Tex- I'll take that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Authentic, real, true. Uh, Mexican food, we have better Tex-Mex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm dude. a tex That's a nice save. That's a nice save right there. <laughs> yeah, so I think what it is yeah. is because, uh, okay, so you, you grew up in San Antonio, obviously, so you, know, you were yeah, introduced Tex-Mex. to the Tex-Mex like right away, and then you come over right here, way. it's a totally different style of Mexican food. It's it's similar, uh, but it's yeah. it's a lot more authentic, more different over here. Um, yeah. yeah I, uh, did you did you it's find good. any, any good. good places it's to good. eat down here? Yeah, I go to oh uh, man, what's that one called, bro? My favorite one out there. I was just there too. Uh, is it Ellen James? Maybe. Is that, is that, is that how you... Yo, yeah. Ellen James is something fierce, dude. It's fire That's as my hell. Favorite, my favorite spot out there, man. You know, like I really like that place. It's just the the weird part is it's right next to a big ass cemetery. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is for real. <laughs> they call it soul food. <laughs> so get the fuck out of this guy. So uh, okay, let's talk about um, getting into the NFL. Um, how how was that whole experience getting drafted, um, playing with the Eagles, all that stuff? Like what? Like how surreal was that for you? That's the thing, man. Like you know, just growing up, man. You you, you tell your uncles and you tell your your family members, like, man, what hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, everybody says, I say, you know, I'm saying, I say, I want to be a pro athlete, man. I want to be, you know, in the NFL or NBA one day. And like, oh, nephew, everybody, me too. I want to be there too, man. So it's in the back of my head that I can't make it. Like we, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just going, you know, I just going to, going to college, man, just play ball. I wouldn't even think about NFL, you know what I'm saying? And, um, but however, man, I started to, you know, really have some success, man. Freshman player of the year. Um, I mean, starting as a freshman. And so, man, I met this guy, man, uh, rest his soul, named LaPoy Smith, man. He came to my life, like, my sophomore year. Um, and, man, he's like, Q, you can make it, bro. Like, you can, like, get rid of this thug look, bro, cut your hair, stop wearing these flip-flops around, stop smoking this weed, man, and get focused, and you can make it, bro. And so my junior year, senior year, man, I tapped in. I went to something different. Like, I tell my guys, like, the guys I coach, like, bro, you got it's a different level of sacrifice. Now you got to, you got to be you got to be on some, mm. and I was on that. You know what I'm saying I got on that for two years, man. And so, you know I mean, you saw you see the results my junior year. I'm like, oh man. So senior year I came back, man, tapped in, bro. Agents started calling me, so just being drafted, man, was like you know it was a dream come true. But it also was something that I you know prepared for, man. Like I wanted it, and so I went and got that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't something that you know. I didn't work for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, just accidentally happened. Like, I put the work in. Like, it ain't just come to me. Like, like I put the work in. Tom's 10, like, I put the work in. You know what I mean? So Right. And so you always see these videos of, like, 
the people that, you know, they go high in the draft, like the first rounders, they're obviously they're invited to the draft and, you know, you see them getting selected and celebrating with their family. Uh, what was the situation with you? Where were you when you got the call that you were being selected? Yeah. Yeah. So, man, I was, I was back home in San Antonio. Uh, you know, I, I had just left the combine, man. I was, I ran a four, three at the combine, bro. Like a safety running four, three at the combine, man. I'm like, and back, back then the draft was like just two days. First and second round was the first day. Four, three. You know, Four three, yeah, no, yeah. And the rest was the second day. So I ran a four three. Man, I'm thinking I'm going second round. I'm like, man, I'm the only only guy running a four three as a safety. I'm finna go second round. So I'm in San Antonio, man, getting ready. Um, you know, hoping to get a phone call the first day. First round go by, nothing. I'm like, all right, cool. Nobody. All right, first round would have been a reach. Second round go by, nothing. I man, I went into a tank. I'm like, man, whatever. So I went out that night. And got told down. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so the next day, man, I'm I'm hungover. I'm asleep, bro. I'm knocked out. You know what I'm talking about? Like, and uh, the Eagles blow my phone up. They blow my phone up, but I'm I'm hungover. I ain't even I ain't, I ain't even worried about the phone, right? So they blow my phone. Up. I'm asleep, man. And then all of a sudden, they call my mother and she busts in the room like, "Boy, Andy Reid on the phone." Wake up, wake up, wake up. And so I get up, like, hello. Like, man, congratulations, man. You're going you're gonna to draft you, whatever. And I run to the TV, man, see my name go across the ticker, man. And, uh, no, damn, bro. You were I'm so hungover. close. Yeah, so. Well, yeah, that's what, that's what happened that night, man. I, but um, that's what happened. That's how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. And then it's crazy because, like, I forgot Andy Reid was fucking coaching the Eagles yeah, at dude, this time. He said Andy Reid, and yeah. it just took me back. And fucking like, Andy Reid won the Super Bowl like last year, dude. Yeah. Like it's fucking crazy, and he's coaching okay. the homes now, and like he's made the Chiefs a very successful, consistent team. Um, sure. So, what was it like getting to, to talk to him and like getting to meet with him the first time? I mean, just man, that was me. I mean, it was, it was a dream come true, bro. Like it's like you just you shell shock, man. Like they flew me out the next day, bro. Demps, you know I mean? Demps was hung over when he fucking yeah, heard his name yeah. come out on the draft. That's fucking crazy, yeah, dude. That's that wild. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. So they, yeah, they flew me out next day. Um, get in the locker room, man. I see Brian Dawkins, Donovan McNabb, man, Brian Westbrook. I'm just like a little kid in the candy store. I'm like, I'm just shell shocked. You know what I mean? Like, man, these are my idols, man. These are guys I played with Madden on Madden with. You know what I mean? So it was just, man, I was just, you know what I mean, a young boy. In Wonderland, man, for real. How long did it take you to really get acclimated to the game speed of the NFL compared to college? And and not only, like, and, and the reason I'm asking this is because you were playing Conference USA football. Um, it wasn't like you were transitioning from the SEC or, like, the Big 12 into the NFL. How big of a jump was it? And, how like, how, how much did you struggle with the change of pace? I, you know, um, it wasn't it wasn't about the speed. To me, like it wasn't that wasn't a. I think I fit right in with that. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I'm from Texas, bro. With football, with us, we different. What's life? I don't care if SEC, whatever. I don't care if SEC, whatever. Like I'm from Texas. You know what I mean? So, but for me, the the thing that took a while was just the mental side of the game. Learning the playbook, bro. Learning how to be a professional. You know what I'm saying? Learning learning how I like to not let the politics of the game get you down. You know what I mean? Like the game was never the issue. I could I could run with the most of them. Tackle. You know what I mean? Tackle, run, catch. It was more so that becoming a man, bro, becoming a professional and learning about the playbook, man, learning how to carry yourself. That really took a while for me to adapt to. It's the mental thing that, mm -hmm. that really took a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Never. also, like you said, um, 
kind of like maturing, right? Like after a while at UTEP, you matured to another level. So now that you're in the NFL, uh, you still have to push yourself even more because now you're, you're, you're playing with professionals, bro. Everybody here is getting a check to be here. And the standard yeah. that they set at that point is a lot higher than it is in college or any other level of football. Yeah, bro. Like you playing with grown men, you playing with future hall of famers. Like this is what they, this is what they do. This is how they, you mean like, and so you, you come in with that 24 year old, 25 year old attitude. Like you gotta, you gotta adjust, man. You gotta, you gotta grow up fast. You know what I'm saying? That's how I was able to last 10 years that, you know what I mean? I hit that, I hit that spot where I like, man, you know what? It's more about the mental. Like, let me tap into this. That's what guys miss it at. That's what guys who got like the, the first round talent, they make three years because they don't ever get this part of it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I was able to last 10 years. Was there, so, was there a lot of, uh, was there a lot of drama between players? During practice or anything like that? Drama? Um Nah, it wasn't it wasn't no smoke. It wasn't I mean, you had a few te- a few teams here and there, like few sometimes with some fugaziness. You know what I mean? Like, you know, guys fighting for spots, man. I get more money than you type of thing. Or, you know, I, I was with that girl last night and then she like, you I mean that's just that's just normal. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, man, you it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't no smoke, man. Like we we grown men trying to trying to make this money, man, and, and win ball games. You know what I'm saying? What was uh obviously I, I saw that um you had a few uh touchdowns. You had three career touchdowns as a defensive mm-hmm. player, that's that's pretty good. Uh I think you have it over three hundred tackles as well. Um so what like um I know you specialize. I don't know if it's specialized, but uh, you had the ability to return kicks really well. Um, how was that? Like, like was that something that when you got to the NFL, they were like, "Hey, like we recognize that you're good at this, and let's try to utilize this." Mm-hmm. Well, see what what happens is like, you know, we when we when we get drafted, we most people don't realize that like special teams is how you make your money. It's how you stay around. You know what I mean? So it was more so like, you know, I found my niche with that. You know what I mean? Because when I first got in, man, Brian Dawkins was starting safety, so I ain't playing on safety. I better run down on kickoff. I better run down on kickoff. You know what I'm saying? To make this team. <laughs> I better, if I'm going to stick around, I better do something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, to do special teams, bro. You got to, you know, punt team. Okay, okay so, yeah, the Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So, right. so one more time, just uh, just recap, like, uh, yeah. what you were saying about uh, utilizing special teams to kind of to get you a, a career in the NFL. Yeah, so most guys don't realize that, you know, when you come in, man, you gotta you gotta earn your keep on special teams. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how you gotta make your money. You gotta make the team, you gotta make the fifty three man roster, man, by having something to do on special teams. You're not just gonna come in and be a number one receiver unless you win like, you know what I mean, first round. Yeah. You know, so I I went fourth round, man. So my only way on the team was special teams. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what kept me around 10 years, too, until I until I finally learned like, at the mental side of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, learn the playbook, learning how to um, overcome adversity and stuff like that. So that's why I said, like, running, bro, that, wasn't, that was never the issue. It was always the mental part of it. And thank God for special teams. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and for the special teams, did you yourself choose to do the, the, the punt return or were you just assigned? Yeah, man. No, I, I was fast, bro. So, like, it was like, you know, everybody try out. If you're fast, you, I mean, like, the more you can do. So, it was just like, you know, I went back there. I did it in college, too. I took a couple back in Utah. Yep. You know what I mean? So, but it, like, like you said, man, it became my niche, though. It became what I was known for in, in the league um, a little bit. I had an all-pro year at uh, at uh, Kansas City one year. And so, um, yeah, man, that was, that was my niche for a while. 
until I, um, you know, started the safety. So, um, what, uh, from all the franchises you played with, you played with, uh, you played with Philly, you played with the Texans, you played with the Chiefs, the Bears, um, the Bears. I think you even played with the Giants. Um, which team or which franchise did you really most like playing for? Mm-hmm. Um, from Texas, man. Hey, the Texans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that makes sense. You know, like Texas, Texas, yeah. like. Texas boy playing yeah. in Texas, you know what I mean? It's like the closest you can get yeah. to like playing in your home state. Yeah, but you think about, but like, I just like to really think about the question. Like, I mean, I answer that. I say, I say Texas because you know Texas, but I also that was the best like team I was on too. Like as far as locker room, like that. I mean, my first my rookie year was pretty cool too with the, with the old heads, you know, the, the Donovan McNabb stuff like that. But as far as like team man and just really becoming like cool, having a really good group, man, that that was the best time of my my career, man. That that locker room in Houston, you know, what I'm saying like that DB room in Houston, man. It was like no egos, no divas, nobody hating on nobody, man. Like we just we, we were tight, we were brothers, man. So um, those are the years you remember the most, and that's what you miss the most too when you lead a game. You know, what I'm saying when you have a tight, a tight, a tight locker room. So. Being on so many teams, what what's that conversation like when they have to like ultimately release you? Whether it's for financial reasons or whether it's because they have to fill another roster spot, uh, what are those yeah. conversations usually like? Uh, it's, it, it really don't matter what they say. Once you get that phone call, it, it, I mean, it's like a, it's like an unwritten rule. Like you already know because a lot, a lot of times, like you don't, you know, they tell you anything, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's more about just that phone call. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, I mean, yeah. I've been cut twice, too, so that phone call is something serious, man. Right. Turn your oh, plate. man, dude, I bet. The bro. most dreaded phone call <laughs> fucking ever, dude. Yeah, uh, for sure. Christ. All right, man. So we're, we're, at, uh, we're at 35 minutes here. Um, let's use these last 10 minutes to kind of talk about what you're doing now and a little bit about your foundation. Um, obviously, you're joining us from Chicago. Um, and you're actually doing some coaching out there. So talk to us a little bit about that, how you got into coaching. Uh, what were the, the motivating factors behind that? Yeah, man. So I, after I retired, man, I just be super honest, super transparent. After I retired, man, I, I kind of hit, you know, I kind of hit a, a, the bottom, under, under rock bottom, you know what I'm saying? Just dealing with like uh, leaving the fantasy world, man, coming, coming to the real world, you know what I'm saying? So, um, at some point, man, I begin to like, you know, try to find my purpose. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, what, like, what you, like, what, what am I created for, man? So I begin to seek God, right? And I, um, I found God, man. I, I told God to show me my purpose, man, and, and He did that. And I begin to just uh, trust in God, uh, put my faith in God, and walk this, walk this path, man, walk this life with um, trying to live for God, man. And sure enough, bro. I I enrolled in the school, man, to go to go to seminary, right? And I didn't want to coach football. I told God I didn't want to coach football, but I enrolled to go to this in this at, at Trinity International University to go to seminary to study theology and mental health counseling. Um, however, while I'm in school, man, um, turns out they they needed a football coach, so they interviewed me for the head coaching job. I didn't get it because I didn't have any experience in college. And so they ended up hiring somebody else, and then he ended up hiring me. And so that's kind of been where I'm at now, man. Like, I'm in seminary, but I'm also full-time coaching. Um, and just this past year, been my, my first year coaching, bro, and I, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with 
being a voice for the kids, man, like mentoring them, helping them out, bro, having my own DB room, showing them how to play football better than I ever did. You know what I mean? So that's my that's my life, my, my mission in life, man. My, my purpose in life, man, is to coach young men, build young men to be solid athletes, man, solid men of God and solid football players. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, bro. Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. Love it. That's, that's very inspirational, to be honest, bro. Yeah. So going back, and I just there's something interesting you said, um, transitioning to uh, real life outside of the NFL. Um, yeah. What were those dark moments like? Was it was it a lot of like uh, like drug abuse, a lot of alcohol use, or was it just like a lot of negative thoughts mentally that you were going through? Yeah, that's a good question, man. I, I love being transparent, man. I just keep it real with you. It was it was everything, bro. It was uh me trying to find myself. It was me trying to me just feeling lost, feeling alone, um, and me just having apathy, bro. So I'm 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 drinking. You know what I mean? Every day, taking pills, man. Just, just that rock star lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 so, that was so unhealthy for me at the time. You know what I mean? But just living that rock star, that rock star lifestyle, bro. You know, trying yeah. to be like, uh, you know, future Travis Scott now, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Try to use yeah, yeah. live the future life and yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 So just that, just that lifestyle, bro, was, uh, what I fell into, man. So obviously you were able to transition out of that. And you were able to, you know, find a, more of a purpose, looking like seeking religion, uh, falling into that. Um, how did the uh, Quinn and Demps Foundation happen? How did that start? Um, where did you get the motivation to, to do that? Yeah, well, I've always been, you know, I've always been huge on giving back. Uh, that's just something that's, that's just that's just in me, bro. Like, you know, because I come from nothing, so um, I just met, with, met. So I met with a couple guys, man, and just you know, that was, that was my vision, man, just to give back, but. It's like cute, man. You gotta you gotta do it, you know, in an organized way versus me just giving stuff out on my own or, you know, doing some, you know, giving money away or something like that. So it's more so about just man, putting something together, man, with um, you know, having it organized, you know what I'm saying, a way to way to give and make a difference in a, you know, with, with organization. What's what's uh what it really about, man. So um and just just being able to help out, man, guys like myself, how I grew up, man, and I don't have any money, you know, um, no father figure around and stuff like that, man. So trying to make a difference bro and we just started man so we, we still kind of like you know on the ground man ironing everything out you know what i mean so we're gonna do some big things though oh yeah man well i i commend you for that i mean i commend anybody yeah. for giving back to the community uh helping the the unprivileged or like the the people that need yeah. the most help giving back to them and you know what i mean it, it shows a lot of your character to do that um, so really fast for the people that want to find out more information about your foundation, uh, where can they see that? Where can they follow you on social media? Yeah. So the foundation, man, is, uh, the Quentin Demps foundation.com, the Quentin Demps foundation.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Q Demps. And I'm also on Instagram at Quentin dot I got these babies over here, man. I got a lot of kids, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him walk in, dude. So we'll we'll, we'll let you go here. I just got. Nah, you cool. I but got yeah, one. Man, one on IG and at Q Dimps on Twitter. Okay, so I got I got one final question for you before we let you go. And uh, thanks again for signing uh, through. Um, who you got in the Super Bowl? I'm a defensive guy, man. So I got it. Well, dang, the Bengals play defense too. But I, I'm pulling. I'm pulling for the Rams, man. With uh, with Sue and uh, Jalen Ramsey. I want to see Beckham. Um, you know, I want to see Beckham too. So get some redemption. Uh, so I'm pulling for the Rams, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Hey, I'm going for yeah. Joe Shiesty. You know what I mean? Like, hey, he's I a bad guy. I would. I'm not betting though. 
Hell yeah, Mr. Quidden. So real fast, man. Uh, I know. Thank you for your time. I know you, you know, you got a lot of things going on. So, uh, do you got any final thoughts for the podcast today? No, nah, man. It's good stuff, bro. Man, it's, let's do it again. One time, one time. You know what I mean? I appreciate it, bro. For real. Yeah, thank dude. You guys. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you, appreciate uh, uh, answering me when I slid in your DM. So I really do appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah. so we'll be in touch, man. Maybe we can do another yeah. long format interview in the future. Uh, Misa, you got any final words for me? Yeah, Mr. man. I just, I just want to say I love what you're doing, man. The work, your story. Uh, I love the fact that you're very transparent and it's very hard for people to be very honest about uh, what they've done. But I love what you're doing, man. Good luck and everything that you do. Hopefully yeah. we could do this again in person. Uh, good luck, man. And, uh, you stay fresh, bro. Appreciate it, man. Y'all too, man. Holla at me, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. We'll be in touch, guys. Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast, episode 112. We will be taking a quick break, and we will be right back. Mr. Demps, salute. Uh, Stay safe out there in Chicago. Stay warm, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you later, man. Have a good day. All right, right, man. Peace. Yo, 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 yo. What it do, what it do. Hey, we know you just saw that fresh new intro. Wasn't that shit sick? Well, we couldn't agree more, guys. Right. We just collaborated with our boy Omar at Sun City Vibes to help create an intro that would take our podcast to the next level. Do you need help with your video editing and content creation to help elevate your business to the next level? Well, Sun City Vibes has you covered without a doubt. Yeah, that's right, guys. Whether it's a logo reveal, a music video, drone footage, or even t-shirt printing, guys, hit up Sun City Vibes for quality work and affordable price. Shit, Omar even made us a sick-ass hat. Look at this. It's a fresh-ass hat. Fresh. Shit's fresh. Fresh. So, yeah, guys, go help support those that support us and hit up our boy Omar and tell him Chris and Misa sent you from the podcast and help support a local El Paso business today. Let's go. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast is sponsored by the top quality and handcrafted glass products made by INI Glass. What is INI Glass? Well, INI Glass products are blown locally here in the 915. And it ranges it used from pipes, pendants, jewelry, decorations, and even goddamn hummingbirds. And a lot more. So make sure to hit up our boy Aaron Lee at INI Glass and tell him your boys, Chris and Misa, sent you. Alright, motherfuckers? So go ahead, go and support a local Paso business today. All right, guys, we are back from break. Episode 112 of the podcast. We had a very special guest for the first half. Mr. Quinnen Demps joined us all the way from Windy City City of Chicago. And uh, it was cool. I really liked chopping it up with them. Um, Misa, what would you think about that? Dude, it's awesome, dude. First NFL player that we get to ask and talk with. I, dude, and it was a vibe too. I thought like he he's had such a, a good cool time. Guy. He's, a, he's a pretty you know cool I mean? guy. He was man. a fucking cool guy. Lena was here open. the whole time. Guys, yeah. say what's up to Lena, by the way. Give her a fucking round of applause. Lena's back. She's back and better than ever, right, babe? Yeah. Yeah, that's all you got to say. Yeah, I mean, you got to give us more than that. Hi, hello. <laughs> okay, so what did you think about the interview? You were here the whole time. You were off mic, but you were just, you know, observing. What did you think about talking to Mr. Demps? He's definitely inspirational, and I think 
when you talk to people like that, that kind of just remind you of goodness in the world, like it's definitely a moment. Right. And I thought it was impressive, like how open he was about some of the things that he went, went that he went through uh, his childhood. And then you know. he was very honest. <laughs> and that's one thing that I think can resonate with a lot of people is if you're honest and you're 100 and you give it, you know, the true way you can't not respect that, you know. Right. I mean, dude, he he pretty much put it like pretty clear how it it is exciting to be an NFL player, but at the same time, like how hard it is, or how it's a job, yeah, and then yeah. not just that, but like life after the NFL, which people don't ever think like they're like, well, this guy's retired, he's a millionaire, it's just yeah, definitely. I'm sure people think it's. I think it's very temporary. Um, and at the long run, like if you want to make it a career and you want to be. You know, there's so much more to it than the physical aspect. I mean, not only do you put your body through hell, but, like, you're going to put your mind through hell. Yeah. And honestly, like, this guy lasted 10 years in the NFL. Like, That's a long I think the time. average career is, like, two to three years, dude. This guy, 10 years in the NFL. We didn't That's even a t- decade. We didn't even ask him about, like, how many injuries he's had because he's had a bunch of injuries, and which is ultimately part of one of the reasons I'm sure he retired. But it was kind of crazy when I asked him that question about – like when he would transition right out of the NFL, that, that call right, like into the real life, and, and he was like, kind of, kind of like when he I hit asked rock him, bottom. yeah, like he kind of hit rock bottom, and I asked him like, well, you were doing a lot of drugs, you were drinking, and he was like, yeah, dude, I was popping pills, like drinking. living like future and Travis Scott, bro. you yeah. know, and that's and I think that's really important to be transparent as possible because it's very easy to get lost in glam and show and all that. But at the end of the day, like, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes. And when it comes to the physical part, I think a lot of people forget, like, you put your body through hell. Every day they're practicing. Every day they're having to make sure they're on A1. Like, you're going to put your body through hell. So what's going to help you with the pain? Yeah, but you know, that's just what's going to help you? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How are you going to cope with it? Yeah. There you go. And not, not just that, but like how he said, like, um, Trying to figure out what what he's good at, what 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 he could right, do, what you, you can know? do now. Yeah, because yeah, if you about think the about special it, team, yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, like after after. I still feel like I'm on Zoom right now. I'm like waiting for you to like finish <laughs> all your thoughts. <laughs> Fucking Zoom, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like no, like after the NFL, More it's courtesy. like all of these players in the NFL, they've 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 started that career since they were little kids. You know, so there's nothing but football. They go to college and stuff, and then they go, and then and they make it. Texas football. Yeah, and then and then not just that, and then he's ending, you know, and he's still young. What is he going to do with his life now, you know? Right. Like, that. that's what made me think, too. Like, dude, that's crazy. Like, him having to find out, like, okay, what am I good at? What What can I do now? Well, and do? I, <clears throat> fuck, I wish we had more time to talk to him, dude, because yeah. I have yeah. so much more shit I wanted to ask him. But one of the things I would have asked him is, like, how do you fucking even begin to – like start this new life you know what i mean like all you've known is football from right. from the very beginning of your n- normal life like how does like what is that process like trying to figure out what else can i do what else am i good at like what am i going to do for a living now yeah you know, and you know what's crazy is like you know he he didn't want to coach football he tried to stay away from po- football like <laughs> pulled him back and in. he just pulled him back in you yeah, know yeah, yeah. which is you know which is good because he that's what you know he's been doing his whole life yeah much. dude it was crazy, man. And I kind of like really like I think about too. What about all those players that like have a similar story to his, but then they don't like make it to the other side. Like they end up 
either dead or they end up fucking committing some sort of crime or they yeah. get caught up in some bad shit. Or they commit suicide. Or they commit suicide because of all the fucking bad things that can happen to you during football physically and mentally. Like, well, there's a lot of stories trans- like that we don't know about. And there, I think he really did, like Nisa said, talk about the transparency and was honest about that, like, transition of, like, well, what do you do after? Like, he had a good career, right? Ten years, he did solid. He came out and he did well for himself. He was established and he had his shit, you know, taken care of. But at the end of the day, like, it's like Chris said, what the fuck are you going to do next? Not just that, but he, like, couldn't, the, he know, couldn't even get the job as a head coach to start with because he didn't have any experience in college. It's just like, like that, feeling you know? like it, it just kind of humbles you and reminds you like, yeah, he's done really well for himself, but he too, you know, gets setbacks. He too has, you know, replanning in his routes and has to take a different turn. Like, but that's what life's about. And that's the most important thing is like being 100% true to yourself and i think that's something that he really really hit home for us bro there's like what like 80 percent of these players turns out like this well i mean yeah i don't know we would have <laughs> because to, like, i mean we're, we're only we're sure. only seeing like the top like 10 percent you know the superstars in the nfl that's right. all you hear about in the news and shit like that you know yeah, you don't know, like, the rest of the roster. Like, right. all, like, the fucking backup linemen, all the backup receivers, all the, all the backup players. Um, but, I mean, like, essentially, that kind of was almost his role for, for part of his time in the, in the NFL until he really, like, got established. And even a good player like him still played for six, five, six different fucking teams, dude. And, like, he was cut twice. <clears throat> he said he was cut twice. Yeah. So, like, he knows what it's like to be just let go, just thrown into the street like Projection's that. Projection's hard and setbacks are hard. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Anytime you want something or you wish or you hope for something and it doesn't come true to be let down like that, like, you still have to get up and keep going because at the end of the day, like, that was meant to happen. And that's something that a lot of people myself included like we all have a hard time like accepting because it's like that shit suck like yeah I it's kind of like, like okay it's, it's kind of like the experience that he went through like on on draft day you know first one went by second round and then he goes he gets fucked up he blew you it know? off dude. he blew he's it off good. he's just thinking like you know fuck it you know i'm probably thinking he's probably thinking like you know what the fuck am i gonna do now I, like i don't want to think I'm about done. it like i'm done yeah you know? he probably I'm wanted to, be, to check out yeah you know and and he's fucking there and and then Andy Reid is calling your they fucking call mom. They call his mom, Andy, Andy Reid, bro. His, dude, I could, I could just imagine, like, him, like, oh hungover. Like, just imagine you're in bed, bro, and you're, like, half asleep hungover, and your mom tells you, hey, Andy Reid is on the Reed phone. Andy Reid is calling. Get yeah. your ass up. Like, <laughs> I would be so like, crazy. mom, I don't want to play Madden right now. I'm good. I'm and asleep. And then she's like, no, I'm get up. Yeah, and then it's crazy, because, like, Andy Reid is, like, that's a big Unlike, fucking yeah, deal. Yeah. That's like he's yeah. going to be in the NFL Hall of Fame eventually. Like he's a big deal. He coaches Pat Mahomes right now. Like you know what I mean? And Mahomes. this guy's blowing you up. He's blowing you up. Mahomes. Trying to tell you like, yo, bro, get your ass to Philly. Like we're fucking drafting. Yeah, you. You like, and I mean? that's. I think that's. I think that's something that's really important. Is you know, a lot of people go through the fact where they have broken homes, and a lot of people go through struggles of not having role models. And that's a really, really big problem for a lot of people. And I think it's really important when you're going through um, any sort of career that has fame attached to it, I think it's really important to stay grounded. Or that's just my opinion, you know. But I think it's really great that that's something that he... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 
I think it's just great that that's something that he prides himself on now, like giving back to the community in a way of being there for it, being there for them, showing the kids like, hey, you know, like there's a lot of bullshit in this world. You got to learn to drown out that noise. And this is how. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a great interview. I'm super glad he came on. And it was crazy the way that we'll like, have him here in person for sure. Yeah, dude. I, no, for sure. Like, if he's an EP, like he'll be down because like you saw the text he sent me after. Like, uh, we had obviously we had a, a fucking mix up with the scheduling of times, but like we made it work. And like you know, he's busy, so we didn't have a full podcast with him. But he sent us some texts afterwards, just saying like, bro. That was dope. Like I fuck with you. Like the you know, vibe. I love. I love hearing yeah. our guests like telling us they had a good yeah, time. Yeah, dude. Or, like fuck. I didn't expect that. him to send us that text, dude. Yeah. Like I did it, and uh, it was cool. And hey, so, I want to give a shout out to YouTube <laughs> for like giving him that chance, bro. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, YouTube, bro. Like, like that's good. If Mike Price, bro. Mike I fucking Price. love you. Yeah. Mike Price was almost said YouTube. YouTube. I love YouTube. <laughs> like legit. Like I was thinking about this recently. Like I was as I was walking my happy ass to K Flauta. There's a K Flauta. <laughs> K Flauta shout out right there by YouTube. Hit hey, him up. Sponsor us. Yeah, straight up sponsor us, please. I if I could have it every day, I would, huh, yeah, babe? Yeah. Part. Anyway, um, I just really love the campus. Like I think it's from what I've heard is it's evolved a lot over the years. And you can definitely see that, not just in the landscape of everything, because it's a beautiful campus, but that bitch is carved out of a fucking mountain. So you're constantly, like, walking uphill, walking upstairs. Like, it's a fucking truck. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Dude. Yeah, but it, it it it's so beautiful because, like, in certain parts, like, you just get certain glances of the city, and it's right in the downtown area. Like, it's so beautiful. Like, I love being on campus. Y'all should move in. <laughs> Y'all should move on campus yeah. then. I'm down. Yeah, okay, so yeah, we just wanted to recap what we fucking, uh, what we just did with Mr. Demps. Hey, uh, hey, 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 okay. Shout out to okay. you, Mr. Yes. Demps, again. For big, big shout out to you, bro. Hey, but okay, on. real quick, sorry, but can we talk about our fucking snow day today? Well, okay, wow. yeah. Let's talk about our fucking Holy snow day. Shit. And you bro. know what's funny, dude, is like, they canceled my fucking work today. Like, they told us all, don't come. Like, y'all going to get paid. Not at my job. Just stay home. Not a and summer then, park and mom. And then my theme was, like, I told Lena last night, like, after, like, 75 beers, I told her, watch <laughs> tomorrow. Like, it's going to be, like, sunny by, like, noon. Like, whatever. Yeah. And then, dude, I woke up at noon because I had 75 beers. And fucking, <laughs> it was sunny. There was no snow around. I didn't know it was cold Stay anymore. On. Like, I slept with the fucking fat on. Like, it was crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. But, yeah. You know what? Like, um, my, my job didn't close, you know? Right. And A lot of places didn't. I mean, some, like, the schools did. UTEP did. I have to be at school. At, at school. I have to be at, at work at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'm the first one there at, at the job before even security or anything. And and I was just thinking, bro, like, okay, it could either be, like, actually pretty bad, like a good amount of snow and all the streets closed, or it's not going to be, like, barely anything. Right. And sure enough, dude, I woke up, I went outside, and it's like, there's snow, bro. Dude, I, <laughs> I went up to my fucking car. It was 5.30 o'clock in the morning. I go to my car and trying to, like, wipe this fucking snow off my my window. Dude, but it's that type of snow that it was just frozen. Just ice. Just, just ice, like dude. fucking ice. It looked all nice and fluffy and soft right. and no, shit, dude. And no. I went like that, dude, and my fingers came out like if I was throwing gang signs and shit. I was yeah, like, dude. what the fuck? 
You need like a fucking the little shoveler thing, the little ice pick or whatever. Well, nah, dude. Well, I turned on my car for a little while and turned on the heater and just let it melt away. Yeah, yeah dude, it was crazy. Like the, I mean, obviously, like anytime we get this type of weather in El Paso, like the city kind of out shut down out of, the school. The school right, out start. of caution, which is you know, which I I I understand because like, dude, you see how shitty people drive naturally, dude, low key. normally. Like if they, dude, if you put all these people out. <laughs> On a morning like this today, bro, it would have been fucking mad terrible. accidents, mad accidents. Right. Not only that, but on campus, real talk, it gets cold as fuck. Like it gets well, you're windy in the down mountains, there. Yeah. yeah, like it fucking like people will be like, oh, like you need that many jackets. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, because at any point it's going to get cold. This wind starts and that's exactly what happened cold. yesterday when Chris picked me up from school after work fucking chilling there and i feel smoke my cigarette and i feel water and i'm like oh it's gonna rain but no it's cool because i got my windbreaker jacket (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's got layers on yeah yeah layers on layers i don't play for any type of weather straight savage bro when it comes to weather but um another thing we wanted to talk to lena about and this was something that oh my god it was kind of concerning because like we haven't had lena on in a while i mean she was on for the hot chip challenge she's she came on and got mad at me for putting a girl on my shoulders on an yeah, episode with Iggy. Yeah, which, by the way, <laughs> which many that, people that was pretty funny. rightfully said so to well, be Well, I think a lot of people so. came to my defense and said, like, yeah, just, you know, chill. Like, I don't chill. know anybody yeah. that came to your defense. No, nobody came to my defense I was except just, for me. Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> so one of, the things, one of the things that um, me and Lena have been – or I've noticed with Letta is that oh my now, and just like a lot of other people, she's a big TikToker. He's so full of shit. Other people, like who? Who? Well, no, I mean, who? like I know a lot of people I'm that a fucking are constantly owl. on who? TikTok. You know what I mean? And Dude, you're one, you're one of them boss. Now. You my see boss. his boss always on TikTok. Dude, my boss got into TikTok like maybe like a month before I started working there. I've been there for like a year now. And no, dude, this guy is just always on the shit. I'm like, crazy. see, Chris is being a total drama queen I'm right not, now, low key. Because I li- I went to my screen time. Do you know how much time I spend a day? Max two hours on TikTok. That's it. Two hours. People spend hours and hours and hours. Yeah, I know. But if Have you, you think about Joe? it, like two. Have you no. Met Joe? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't have- even jo- think Joe uses TikTok, and he yeah. still uses that much time. Honestly, yeah, yeah, but it's I mean, very have, easy to you get have lost. An Instagram, okay, you have an Instagram, you have a Twitter, you have a Facebook. I have all what of them. What is it about TikTok? Because it's just recently videos. That, it's just recently that it's you because they're videos. Yeah, like, like recently a, a, she didn't have TikTok. No, I was a very big advocate, but then I sold no, out to no, the. No, 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 no. A very advocate would mean that you. Oh yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Critic. I was a big critic. Right. Can't have you talking reckless on here. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, I got it one day because people people would send me mad videos, mad videos. And then I'd be like, well, I want to see like more like this videos. And then finally I talked. Basically, you know who it was? Caitlin. Caitlin was the one who got me Fucking on it. Caitlin. Caitlin's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, you know what? Yeah, it, what was like that? it was like you that. You know who made a TikTok that I got to show you? Who? Oh my god, our nephew Liam. Oh my god, he did amazing. He did like this, like you do. I don't know what they're called, okay? But you do a video where it's like one second he's one way, and the next second he's another way. So then he transitions, and he's in his fucking Miles Spider Man. Oh my god, it's amazing. 
She sounds like my mom when like, <laughs> right. she's she's like, did you see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she got way too excited for that. You're a fucking okay, asshole. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Misa was going to ask you a question about TikTok. Oh, yeah. What was the question? No, I was going to ask you, okay, like, what? what's the difference? Why Why is it that, like... It's because it's, it's videos. Think about it. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I, um, I challenge you mm-hmm. to go on your Instagram and do your your reels <laughs> you're gonna see videos right mad mad videos about all kinds of random shit that you like so building shit you'll have stuff about building shit posters you'll have thing about people making posters fucking podcast have you been on my account or what uh, no i'm just thinking Getting of things out. that you would like you know but okay but what's the difference between ig reels and then tiktok yeah why can't you just stick to ig reels okay because tiktok TikTok is like a whole other level of like algorithm. That's really what it is. They get You'll you get addicted. Famous? No. Oh. No, I think what she means is like they really steal all your fucking info and really know who you are. And so they really fucking are. That's why I'm saying I sold videos. my soul. Like now, like, like for me, I, if I, I if take I had a shit t- and it tells me, look, hey, you need more look. fiber. Like <laughs> I had, I had, I've always <laughs> like, <laughs> had, you, you sold your soul for what? <laughs> she said for fiber. Now when I take a shit and I'm on TikTok, it suggests fiber to me. <laughs> It knows where you're taking it. Shit. Knows, yeah. Damn. It knows based on your location in your house. It's like, it's oh, he's in that room again, dude. Like, I've always had. Um, uh, obviously, I started with MySpace, and then I moved into yeah. Facebook, and then that's all I had. And then my brother, when I moved to San Antonio, he kept insisting, like, bro, get on Snapchat. And then I got on Snapchat, and I like Snapchat. And I used to use it quite often. And then. IG. I fuck with Snapchat. I Snapchat my best friend all the time. Yeah. Like I have like a group of us. I have like groups of us, and then like separate groups, and then I have individuals. That's what I like about Snapchat. Snapchat, like you could, you could, like it, it was really cool when you're communicating with somebody. Yeah, yeah, because you yes. can communicate with pictures, which is so, so much better than text. Okay, so like you guys remember Vine? Yeah, yeah Vine. I never right. did the Vine. original. Vine was like Vine the was pretty OG. cool, but like. I think the problem with Vine is it was like you were you were just so limited with the time constraints. Like, yeah, there's yeah, only so yeah. much you could do with what was it like ten seconds? Yep. I don't know. It I, was I'm six seconds. It and was... actually, like now thinking about it, like I feel Less for me, I feel for me, like it'd be easier to make like really good content with those six seconds than like well, it's a thirty hard. second. It's limited though. No, yeah, but it's even harder to do something for thirty seconds long dude, that that's gonna actually go viral. Right. Yeah, dude. Vine was crazy, dude. Honestly. And I, I miss MySpace though, bro. You know what I, you know what I miss is like if I, if yeah, I want to go visit a, a, like a page and then the, the, the music starts. Yeah, dude. Customize fucking music. And on you your have your, page. like your top 20 friends or top yeah, dude, five we've friends. talked about this plenty of times. And like, I think MySpace was good because it really like, um, it was user friendly, I would say for sure. Especially back then, like we weren't using MySpace on our phone. What you know happened? What, I mean? what happened to Tom? Well, Tom fucking married some bad bitch and lives in fucking Beverly Hills and has that huge house. That's what happened to Tom. Living the life. Yeah, living the life. He never works a day in his life. That's Tom's life. Oh, you know I wonder what, what. Well, I'm sure he does something. Well, now. I'm sure you can Google what happened to Tom from MySpace, and it's gonna be something similar to that. Like, let's do it. Millionaire, billionaire. Lena, can you search it up for us? And I'm then, already on it. And oh. then fucking wherever he lives, somewhere in California, some nice crib. But um, I don't know, dude. That shit's wild. Um, I think Lena's in bed with the Chinese government, and I that am. is why she's on TikTok all the time. I dude, am. I ended up okay. Look, dude, I got I'm into Instagram, 
And then I thought like, okay, and then I, I love like the reels and all that. You know, it, it kept me addicted. That's why. Like, even like YouTube has it now and shit. Yeah, you know? YouTube has the same. Well, yeah, yeah so, YouTube's been okay, on it. So YouTube is like, okay, is like TikTok to like expanded because YouTube will suggest videos for you, but oh, oh, they're oh. longer in length most of the time. They're all like right. full production videos. What do you no, have? No, but they us? have reels. Though, too. No, yeah, they have reels too. YouTube has like a real section, but I'm saying like your YouTube feed is one big reel, essentially. Dude, I ended up to manually. I ended up getting the TikTok, and then I just didn't. I didn't like the like the like the the layout, like the format of it, like to work it. And I don't know. It's just because yeah, I I don't know how to fucking work it. It's just because it's just to get started. That's why I don't make a TikTok because I don't know how to fucking work it apart from scrolling and searching. So you're just a viewer then? Yeah. Okay, so you're not an official TikToker. No, I told you that. Okay, but you TikTok. Not even for the views. Yeah, like, so what it is is she TikToks, but she's not a TikToker. Amen. There you go. Oh. Okay, oh. are we ready? TikToks, oh. You ready? Okay, okay, what do you have for us? Tom Anderson, who was known as Tom for MySpace, MySpace Tom or my friend Tom, retired at 40. And <laughs> is now a... Travel photographer. The photographer, 50, who now lives in Hawaii, obviously travels extensively as he posts numerous pictures on his Twitter and Instagram profiles. (gasps) We need to find him. He's living way better than we are. Tom Anderson. Tom Anderson. Yeah, shout out our boy Tom, my first friend ever on the internet. Shout out to you, Tom. All right, so (laughs) let's talk. (laughs) So, okay, so... This snow day that we had today, this pathetic snow day. Oh. Um, do me a favor, Misa. Go on fucking, um, go on Johnny Cage's Facebook. Uh, shout out to our boy Johnny Facebook? Cage, by the way. Yeah, on his Facebook. I think you can find him uh, through Lena's Facebook. Just search Johnny Cage on there. Um, he posted this funny picture of an El Paso snowman. And I really thought it captured the essence of <laughs> the snow day today. <laughs> so let's see if we can pull that up. And um, I thought that was funny, but Lena was like recently in New Mexico. Oh, oh, you want to see that snow? <laughs> Should well, I send well, that no, no, to no, the chat? No, no, no. We'll just talk about it. Just wow. talk about the difference of like. Oh, I'll fucking talk about that yeah, shit. Yeah. Be careful and don't don't flash your gang signs here, okay? Oh my god. But okay, yes, dude, I don't want so I don't want people to fucking talk to us real fast that. about the difference between being in snow over there. But <laughs> real fast, Misa, put this fucking picture of the snowman oh, up on the shit, chat okay, so okay, the people okay. can see it. Guys, if you guys are only listening to us on uh, audio-only platforms, come over to our YouTube channel. Uh, we record all this shit so you can see everything. Everything's funnier when you can see it. And this is, now, is a picture of the El Paso snowman, courtesy of our boy, Mr. Johnny Cage. <laughs> and it's the smallest snowman you'll ever fucking see. <laughs> Look at this thing. This thing's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, dude, it's because to be honest, man, they, they made it seem like it was gonna be like, hey, yo, yo. I thought we were gonna die. Hide your kids, hide your wife, right. that shit, and that was it. That's all it yeah. was was that little snowman. So I don't know. What do you think, Lena? Okay, I'm gonna be real as fuck. I was hanging out with my friend. We were gonna go for a little smirk and a little drive to Walmart because that's really the only thing you can do in um, New Mexico. No, I'm Drive just to Walmart. That's all they have. No, 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 no. It's definitely, it's definitely different. But the Walmart's definitely the spot to be at when you got to do shit. So I needed to get a gift. We're fucking going, and it literally got to the point where we could not see in front of us. Like my friend, 
one of my closest friends dude we are so lucky we were in her car because it had snow features and shit but not only that but she was like yo like we're not taking 66 we're not taking the freeway we're gonna take the dirt roads because it's really true like you're a lot safer on dirt roads than you are on pavement when it comes to snow because of black ice that's how you know you live in a small town when you can take nothing but dirt roads to get to your crib Like you cannot you do sound that jealous. Here. That's what I've always no, said. No, I know. Though. That's what I'm saying. You can't do that here. Yeah, that's Every what I've always said. Hey, that leads here is paved. If the weather is bad, take a horse. <laughs> Find a fucking horse somewhere. Donkey. You know what's funny (laughs) is there's actually like (laughs) there's actually pictures of like people in Moyarty going to like Sonic and different like places on their horses, but it's like it's yeah, like you do that. That's what you fucking do because a lot of people have animals, a lot of people have livestock. That's the way of life there. Like I don't know what people want, you know. Okay, so I want to go back real quick to TikTok, and I gotta ask Chris. Chris, have you tried TikTok? No. So, well, I mean, I have a TikTok for the I mean, the, we the, have the it for the past page. Right. But uh, I've never actually create like, uh, everything I post on TikTok. You've never spent time on TikTok? No, no, no. Like, and everything I post on TikTok is fucking related is, to the podcast. Oh, okay, okay. Like, there's not one video where it's like me doing a fucking dance or anything like that. No, yeah, no. but have you... It's have not you, even downloaded on his phone. Yeah, I no, don't but have I was going to start, much. like, following people for you, like have podcasters. You up, have you looked up, like, when you went into TikTok, were you looking through videos? And no, shit, dude, like, really? All like, I did was post some shit. And that's it? And that was it. I, yeah. I didn't, like... I didn't go oh, to TikTok man. for videos. Like, one thing I don't, like, I don't, I don't know... I you think there'll be another app like that, you know, another, another service like in the future, like that. The well, they're they're always building new apps, dude. And we we like they're building the new TikTok Meta? right now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, dude. I mean, I, that, lately, but. lately, Facebook has been losing a lot of members. Like their stock market is like crashing. I can't stand Facebook. Well, Facebook is gonna die out soon. It's gonna be the next MySpace. Yep. Like people are already off. Like, dude. People look at me like, bro, you're still posting on Facebook? Like, that's my main what? site. That yeah, that's on. a lot of, that's should what people tell me. Should we just delete our shit then? I've had no, Facebook I since mean, like 2009, We don't, though. we shouldn't delete our Facebook, but no, we, fuck we though, really that should. No, timeless. We really, Jesus. Sorry. Okay, um, <laughs> what's going on? A little on? violence here? Oh. Everybody's okay? Timeless. Okay. It's so, fucking, it's all I think what we need outside. to do is just transition to like, we should probably be more active on TikTok. That would yeah, probably really help us up. and be more active on IG and just kind of Facebook doesn't really fit like our content because our content is long based interviews. Like I'm not going to post all these podcasts on, on <laughs> Facebook. It takes forever. Bunch you know of 30 I mean? year olds. Yeah. Like, I, like a bunch of my friends on Facebook are like my dad's friends or like my cousins, my uncles and shit, family. And they're all older. They're the ones that are more active than like. My little cousins, they have Facebook, but they never use that shit. You go to their TikTok, they're dancing in their bathroom. Look at Lena, all over TikTok right now. Yeah, Lena's on TikTok right now. I'm actually on Twitter. Okay. Oh, what about Twitter? She's all about the tea. What's the difference with Twitter? Oh, I fucking love Twitter. I've loved Twitter for a really long time. It's like, um, it's like a text diary. You just tell shit hey, that you're doing through. I can't even read, so fuck Twitter. Yeah, Misa, you would. <laughs> no, there's no videos on there, bro. No, if you dude. can't, Misa yeah, would hate that. it. Count me out. Cause He's like, I have to read five yeah, sentences. Mm. <laughs> nope. Yeah, dude, that's funny. I don't know. I think like we should really um, consider transitioning to like. Look, those, I want to know. I, like sure. anybody that everybody anybody that's listening, if, if you guys are really good at like making TikTok videos, yeah, help Twitter, us out. Send us your best videos and then, or like, like maybe like how, how to make one. And then, um, send us I'll tutorials. Have, I'll, have, I'll have your tutorials and I'll, I'll have Chris do it. Yeah. 
We'll have Christy. Yeah. So now I have to make a TikTok video? Yeah. yeah dude. God damn it. But we're waiting for... You know for which one I want to do, Misa, and you have to help me? I'm going to be real as fuck with you. <laughs> I've had this vision of doing one where he's a drunk Chris. <laughs> Dude, <it's> just, <laughs> what? It's, it's on video right now. <laughs> but what's the premise of the video, though? Drunk Chris doesn't really say much. <laughs> it's going to be, you know... Maybe like, you should do like a progression timeline. Like yeah. two yeah, beers, maybe, yeah. four beers. That's true. Seven beers, That's true. 75 maybe, maybe beers. Maybe like, like ten, 10 minutes into the pod. <laughs> 20 minutes into the pod. Yep. Like ten minute. <laughs> I would say I'm pretty good about not getting completely hammered on the podcast. I would say I don't ever really get destroyed on the oh, podcast. I don't know. I did on that one regular, time. To episode number two. I did that night. one time. But like off pod, off mic, you know, it's a little different. I've done it too many times. Bro, bro. I was on the 1130 podcast on Sunday with our boy Dre on Wills. Shout out, Dre. I did have a little too much to drink before that episode. I will say that uh, because your boy was uh, a little slurring. You know what I mean? But it's okay. We still we created a good episode regardless. And um, it was. I listened to it. It was, it was, fucking, good. It was fucking crazy. And, and shout out to our boy Dre. He's going to be a dad and shit. So shout out to him. Give him a round of applause. Yes, sir. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. People are becoming dads and, and yeah. moms and shit. Yo, That's crazy. Dre on Wheels was like one of our first guests. Like, like I think um, because when we started, it was just nothing but friends. Right. Yep. He was one of our first like interviews that we don't yeah. know He's who you are. He's such a good guy. You know what I mean? We yeah. we literally didn't know him before we fucking interviewed yeah. him. But shout out Washington, to Washington, right? Yeah, he's from D.C., dude. Oh, dude, speaking of, bro, the Commanders. Is that the new name? That's the new name, the Washington Commanders. That's mm. trash. Dude, how are you going to do like like their like their That's team weird. chat? How are you going to do their team chat? Go Let's go Commanders. Dirty. Commanders. O- Let's go Commanders. Let's go Camps. Let's go Commanders. That whole franchise is just a fucking shipwreck. A pile of trash that's on fire. I mean, they have good intentions, but come on. No, they don't have good intentions because all... Okay, so Mm. when the NFL made them change their name, a bunch of people bought up the domain names to all these other fucking possible names. They beat them to the punch. So the fucking football team was like, we don't have any names to get because they were all purchased. Now we have to fucking pick one. Make Mm. one up. Like, they should have been on top of their shit and, and like... They should have been, like, the Maroon skins. All the other fucking... The Maroon skins. That's not going to work. <laughs> they had to get rid of the skins thing. That's, that was the, oh. the thing, but... I don't know. Fucking Washington, they're trash as a football The team. Indians? That's, that the Washington worked. Indians? They, but that's I don't think not that would something... Okay, yeah. Washington Native Americans? <laughs> no. You can't, you can't have any relation to that... Trail of tears. Society, Trail of tears. Like essentially, definitely not that one. Trail of tears. Jesus Christ. Fuck it, Misa. Jesus Christ, man. All right, so I think we've hit on everything we've really needed to hit on on this episode. Yep, it's time. Um, Lena, thank you for uh, coming back on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Lena. You're an OG, one of the original members of the it's pod. Like she's always here, but she's not here. Yeah, she's always here, but she's not until I'm in she, your heart. Until she hears me telling the story about putting a girl on my yeah, shoulders. Dude, that was and then she busts into the studio. Let mistake. me let me just Well what yeah. Watch mistake. that clip on YouTube, by the way. It's yep. up there. Hit us up. So Lena, final thoughts on today's podcast before we wrap this up. Today was amazing and I'm so glad Quentin spent time with us. It was really, really amazing to hear his story. 
Um, I think everything that you guys are doing here every single time is amazing, and it's going to get better. Thank you for that. That really means that a was, lot. That Thank was you. pretty good. That was good. I love it. I don't, I don't even, even like you guys. Right. I don't even <laughs> know what to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially you. No, yeah, no. Especially me. Shout out. Anyways, um, Misa, <laughs> uh, final thoughts on today's episode, dude. This was a, one of the yeah. the few times where we don't have a guest for the whole pod. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had to improvise. It was good, man. It was good. It's awesome um, being able to talk to somebody like Mr. Mr. Dempson. Dude, first NFL player on our dude, pod. Shouts. Not, not the last one. That was Shouts. That's a that's a big uh, bucket Secure list the bag scratch right there. off. Yeah, that's you know a, that's I mean? a badass thing. And also, it's just us three talking. You know, I'm like, that's, yeah, that's yeah, how it it's started. been a while. Yeah. So I love that. Also, I want to give a sh- big ass shout out to our sponsors, I and I Glass, Aaron Lee, and uh, our boy Omar over at us on City Vibes. Shout out to you guys and everybody listening. Yo, come on, guys, share this shit. Definitely make sure you're following sure. on all the platforms, mm-hmm. YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook. Hit us mm-hmm. up. That's where you get TikTok. updates. TikTok. TikTok too I just now. Shit. Well TikTok. Yeah, definitely <laughs> hit know? us up there. But, but um, yeah, share, like, doesn't take anything at all. Definitely leave us feedback if you like something. If you want to be on the pod, hit us up. Yeah, and make sure to be safe and stay fresh. All right, guys, final thoughts on today's episode. Um, I thought it was really cool. I mean, getting a former NFL player on here, and then not only that, but a UTEP star. A UTEP yeah, legend. that's yeah, the best yeah. part. You know what I mean? And, like, some guy that really, really took his opportunity at UTEP and ran with it and took it to the NFL, similar to what Aaron Jones has done. So, I mean, you know, it was great to talk to him. Dude, and I love it that they, <laughs> they, they both, like, um, you know, kept it. Roots here. Yeah, yeah, yeah they both, fuck, they with they both fuck with El Paso, bro. And that's, I mean, Aaron Jones grew up here. That's different. I mean, but for Quinnen to come, go to school here, and really, like, lay his foundation and his um, his nonprofit is yeah. here, too. So, I mean, it's huge. But, uh, yeah, it was really great to talk to them. Lena, thank you for helping us out today. Uh, Joe has his kid today, so we weren't able to utilize him. Yeah, he's being uh, a dad. Misa, thanks again for sliding through. Yes, Another sir. good episode. Mm. We finally interviewed a fucking former mm. NFL player. Give us a round of applause for that. I don't know any other podcast in El Paso that's fucking cranking out these types of interviews. I mean, we're, we're fucking giving you great content. Uh, I mean, for sure. Like, you have to say. A fucking former NFL player. Like, come on. Give us some fucking credit. Honestly and truly, it's been so dope to see the progression. I'm yeah, proud of like, you guys. come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 112 episodes. Like, we're fucking cranking it out. So, let's get it. So, anyways, guys, like Lena said, make sure you guys are following us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Conversing with Chris and me to the fucking podcast. Yes, sir. Episode number 112. Woo! We're signing off for today, guys. Be safe out there. We are. G-G-G-G-G-G. Bye.